0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes of your life are inspired by a vampire book and an inevitable end. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. I love Brad Pitt. I'm going to tell you right now. There are very few things that I like in the acting world more than Brad Pitt. And... Interview with a Vampire was a fantastic film. So you have Tom Cruise, you got Brad Pitt. It's a great, it's a great film. If you haven't seen Interview with a Vampire, I, I highly recommend it. And it's really interesting. So Tom Cruise is this, spoiler alert, Tom Cruise is a vampire. Surprise. And then he gets Brad Pitt to become a vampire. And it's kind of like the drama of the vampire life. And, and it's great. Again, it was a movie that I saw in my youth. But uh, a few years back, I read the book which was really interesting because the book, apparently the author wrote the book in something like 48 hours, which is which is bonkers because it's a really incredible book. And the book goes into the same kind of drama that that the movie goes into, but it delves very deeply into this nuanced kind of insight. Okay, now look, vampires are supposed to live forever. We all... We all know this. OK, that's that's the lore of the vampire, They drink blood, they live forever and, they, you know, have these superpowers. And in the in interview, the vampire, different vampires had different kind of superpowers, like some could walk, you know, upside down on, you know, ceilings and stuff like that. They could do all kinds of just supernatural things. And Brad Pitt goes on this kind of journey again, spoiler alert, to figure out figure out what's up with being a vampire. Right. Like, where's the first vampire and how do we get made? And and what does it mean to be a vampire? What's the nature of the vampire? Because he understands what it means to be human, but he just doesn't he doesn't really get what it means to be a vampire. And he's kind of torn, especially in the book with with eating and killing human beings. Right. Like, it's not. He, he's so inclined to do it. It's his instinct, but he also feels bad about it because he has the mentality of a human. So he's still part man because he feels bad about killing things, but he also can't help himself. He just wants to drink that blood. So in the book, he's working through these issues, goes to Europe, and then finally finds himself in France. And he finds like the hub of the original vampires. And he meets this vampire that's like 400 years old. And he's talking to him about his life. The 400-year-old vampire really likes him, really likes Brad Pitt, and he's kind of taking him under his wing. And Brad Pitt, in the book, asked, he's like, well, who is the oldest vampire? And the guy says, well, I am. He says, what do you mean you are? You're only 400 years old. He says, I know. And Brad Pitt kind of gets confused because he's like, well, we don't die. So... Where are the other older vampires? And the old guy tells him, he's like, they just, they left. That's it. Like, they were just done. And what comes out is that the old guy is really old. He's, again, 400 years old, but old mentally. And that was the point of the book, that even if you could get the human body right the vampire body to last forever it'll never wear out right it's not like you're getting a replaced hip or something stupid the body will last forever but the mind lacks an elasticity that can span the ages of the world and so what would happen is vampires would get to be like 300 and 400 years old and they just couldn't they couldn't keep changing with the world and inevitably one night they would just instead of going back to their coffin to spend the spend the day through, because they slept during the day, they would just wander off kind of into the sunrise. And that was it, right? They get burned and and evaporating. That's it. You know, vampires can't handle sunlight. It's no good. And I thought about that. It's like, gosh, what a crazy thing. And I thought about some of the older people I knew. At the time when I read it, my grandmother was still with us. And She definitely had this aspect of she was very sharp and very capable, but had this aspect of kind of not not quite understanding all the nuances. Like she couldn't really understand email and she wasn't great with cell phones. And, you know, again, not that surprising. She was in her 80s. But something very recently has happened to me in that I. I saw a Chappelle show uh, special, not Chappelle show, but Dave Chappelle special. And he's talking about being on his porch like in Ohio or something. And uh, he has to go out and get this gun because there are random people walking across his property. And it's it's really funny. I love Dave Chappelle. But the point is, he he talks about this porch and kind of sitting out there in the middle of nowhere. And I started wondering, it's like, gosh, are we all destined to be stuck on a porch somewhere now? If you had asked me years ago, I would have said, no, that's reserved for 400-year-old vampires that can't handle the world anymore. But as of late, the intensity with which the world is changing, I feel like I'm 400 years old. It's driving me to this point of like, wait, wait, what's happening now? Like, what what's the new technology? What's the new shift in the workplace? What's the new what's the new story when it comes to to male female interactions and relations? And what's the new story with like, is there a male and female and all of these things that just keep compounding onto me? And I started contemplating my students because I asked them about these things. I'm like, look, what's up with this and what's up with that? They laugh at me because I'm like their dumb uncle or something or older brother and they're like, all right, well, look, this is what Snapchat is and this is what TikTok is and this is how TikTok's different than reels and nobody uses Facebook anymore and blah, blah, blah. And fine, like I pick it up reasonably quickly, but I don't know how much longer I can keep that up. And I'm not saying like I'm going to walk off into the sunrise and, you know, turn into a pile of dust like a vampire, but I don't know how much longer I can keep going with kind of like fighting the cultural fight because the age of the world, it's just shifting so intensely, right? Like when I was born in the eighties, things were pretty straightforward. Like there was a little wacky stagflation and, you know, things weren't great, but things weren't terrible. And uh, we were coming uh, up on, on a time when, you know, gay marriage was far more accepted and, that's great. and You know, so there's progress being made and that was wonderful. But now it's almost like, I can't, I can't keep going like this. I mean, what are we dealing with? We have transgender people in the Olympics and fine. I have no problem. Honestly, I have no problem one way. I have no problem if a biological woman wants to transition to be a man and she wants to compete against men. If she is, or excuse me, he, however that person would like to be identified as bonkers enough to go into a boxing match like that or a weightlifting competition or whatever, and they make the Olympic team and they want to do it. I don't care with that, about that at all. Great, good for you, whatever. I've seen plenty of, of young women that were monster athletes, swimmers, water polo players, wrestlers, even. It, I mean, it doesn't bother me at all. But man, going the other way, a biological man, you know, competing against biological women. That to me is just lunacy. I just, I can't comprehend it. Now, I'm not trying to say people shouldn't be able to live however they want. But in things like this, it's like, I just can't keep up with it. I can't keep up with it. I can't see, I can't see how this is analogous to, you know, gay marriage. That was a big thing. People should have the right to be married. That was a big thing, and I don't have a problem with that. You want to marry somebody, you marry somebody. It doesn't matter to me. You want to marry a shoe? As that guy who's running for governor in New York said, I'll marry Shu." shoe. It's fine. But there are certain aspects of the world that I just can't, I can't keep up with. I see myself falling behind. I don't want to end up on a porch. I don't want to end up on a porch in the middle of nowhere with like a shotgun like Dave Chappelle just sitting there kind of like laughing at the world. I don't want to walk off into the sunrise and just call it a day. At some point, I'm going to have to find a way to be more elastic. At some point, I'm going to have to find a way to come to terms with the increasingly shifting society. But I don't know how. And I'll tell you what. That woman who wrote Interview with a Vampire, she didn't offer me any insights either. (laughs) Maybe you can let me know. I'm Matt Todd, and this is The Engine That Drives Me. Go out and crush it. Do not forget the essay classes for the entrance essay. UC essays, Common App essays, Coalition essays are running off weekly as our SAT and ACT prep classes. If you're interested, just hit me up.